Well, so the most part, I think a lot of our leaders, um, it, it, it's self-serving, um, um, especially whenever <laughs> there are a lot of leaders today, um, whether it's on, um, whether they're in politics, community leaders, um, self-proclaimed leaders, whatever the case may be, I don't see commitment. Um, I don't see um, but they say they're committed, but break it down. They they say, we're going to be committed to you uh, for the next four years, the next two years, and we have your best interests in mind. But in their personal life, you don't see this possibly. It, it, they're just a no, because commercial. many of them aren't even, um, yeah, they're not even, they're not even, not even married. You know, they, they don't even have spouses to commit to, first and foremost. Um, look at their family members. Are they committed to their family members? their children. I mean, how many leaders do we have that later in life you see their children are, are run amok, you know, and it's like, what happened? You know, their father or mother was such and such. And mm-hmm. the community, great leaders. And look, and look at the kids. And expectations. Because there was never real commitment. Accountability. Yeah. That, mm-hmm. Yeah, because they weren't committed to anything greater than, than themselves, which would be their spouse or their kids or their community or their relatives. But you have a lot of single men and women out here, you know, and they're waving up flag of leadership, but they haven't committed to anything other than themselves and mm. their cause. Mm. And their Ooh. cause to be seen or whatever the case may be. But I think first you have to commit to something greater than yourself, whether it be a man commit to a woman, a woman commit to her children, you know, our brother commit to his brother, whatever it may be in your community, there has to be a, com- a commitment there first and foremost. A track record, some type of resume, some type of yes. lineage, some type of connection. How yes. could you hire somebody to paint your house? They're telling you they're like the greatest painter in that community. Show me your work. Show me what you've done. Show me if you can get the work done on time. Let me hear who you have done work for to see what they say. Are you good to work with? Are you done on time? Are you rude? Are you nasty? You know, do you charge too much? Let's see these different things. So in this day and age of social media and Photoshop and erasing records off of Google and these other search engines, it's hard to really tell because many times those of us who are watching these political ads, and I'm not, I'm not a political person at all, because it's not going to change the fact that I have to eat and I'm going to make sure that me and mine eat. I don't care who's in office. Lance Skurve is going to eat and all those around me, whether you're DNA uh, family, DNA, you know, DNA sharers, <laughs> or, or, or the symbolic family, the same spirit, brothers of the same mind, um, sisters of the same mindset, that community, we're going to eat, we're going to do good. Because we have a commitment to ourselves. Yeah. So what can you as a political leader come and help me do better for that family? How could you help me? And what do you want from me? See, because you're not going to get something from me unless you can tell me what you can do for me. Because I know if you want my vote, whether, because see, I'm not voting. I'm sorry. I'm not voting. Well, on a local level, it will help. Listen, they're all crooks. They're all crooks. So my leaders, which I'm not following anybody, I'll walk alongside you if your ideology resonates with me and can take me higher. 
But this hero worship, this celebrity worship that we have, especially for those who still waste their time to go to these churches where they're leading you to slaughter. Mm -hmm. And it's all about, oh, oh, pastor, he remembered my name. Oh, pastor, he spoke with me for three minutes after the service. Oh, pastor waved at me. Mm -hmm. Pastor said I was going to be blessed. Mm -hmm. Or how are you going to be blessed putting all your money in his pocket? You understand? Yep. You know, it's just like the people who, who, yep. who give credit to Santa Claus. All year you bust your tail yep. working and we, we give it to some fat white man who's stuck in the chimney he's going to get his behind beat you come down my <laughs> chimney and I don't know you and you're a white man too you're really going to get it yeah exactly and so, I see how you know how, how black parents can give that credit to a white man you know exactly. you know, black men but will give that credit to a white man you know that that's crazy also but um, to something that you were saying earlier I do think that when you look at our leaders um, you have to ask the question, what would their family say about them? What do the people that know them say about them? Because we never see, how many leaders do we see that put their family in positions? I think, um, wasn't Michelle Obama's brother an attorney also or someone that, you know, could have been a part of, you know, Obama's, you know, ring or whatever, but he wasn't. You know, those who are close to you, why aren't they a part of what you're doing as you, as you go to the top of whatever it is that you're doing? Where are those who have been with you from the beginning, like your family, your friends, your close friends when you were younger? Exactly. What would they say about you? Mm. I mean, the round table, page you know, see the it's drama. full of strangers. <laughs> <laughs> it always yeah, comes out. It's there. It always comes out, you know, but like I said, it, it, I've seen so much in my short 55 years, and I see how certain communities are not changing. It's a game being played. Where is the money going? Where's the value with the things of worth? We don't need these people. We don't need them to lead us to what? We need to turn in on ourselves and it, look at segregation. Why would they even call it segregation? I'm segregated. No, I'm free. I mean, mm -hmm. when you say segregation, that means we're we're apart from something else that, that 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 we may need. We don't need that. We don't need these people. We don't need their attitudes, no, their ideologies. Fine. We don't need their mm -hmm. hate. We mean segregation. Segregate my leg mm -hmm. from my body. Then I need my my leg. I need my leg to walk. But segregate from from what? We were free from all yeah. of that crap when. We were so called segregated. And we loved each other. And we needed each other. And we helped each other. And we were there you know for what? each other. You lived in the same community with the doctors, lawyers, teachers. Everyone was in the same neighborhood. You know, we went to the same, you know, the schools. We had the teachers from our communities. And then, yes, you know, after, after um, integration took place, you know, our kids left our community to go to the white schools. And now our black teachers don't have jobs anymore. You know, the men are going to the to, to the white doctor and the white dentist, and our doctors in the front neighborhoods don't have jobs anymore. You know, it's pushed on to welfare, and they're coming up off of welfare when they were the ones who were on welfare. We weren't on welfare. <laughs> they were. But I'll tell you one thing. When, when you need somebody and when we needed each other, we loved each other more when you need them. Um, mm -hmm. But But – white supremacy made it where we felt we don't need each other anymore, that what they had was better for us. So 
Let's vie for their positions. Let's vie to live next door to the people who don't like us. Let's vie to look like them. Let's vie to talk like them. Let's vie to go and, and absorb into their so-called culture, may I say? They don't have no culture. Everything is stolen. Let, let's just leave that one alone. We just want to be all up in everything that they have. And for some of our brothers, we want to be all up in their women. You know, some of the sisters want all the men all up in them. We're, we're validated when we're around them. And when we walk in public with them, you know, we have this dumb look on our face, looking around with all the other brothers and sisters to see if they're looking at us to see if we've made it. Because as a woman, you have a white man on your arm, or as a man, you have a white woman on your arm. And when you don't get that look, they get mad. But then we see a black man treating his wife wonderful, right? And that black woman sees that, mm -hmm. and she said, all men are dogs. All of a sudden now, she has to reevaluate her, her outlook on on black men, and she doesn't like that black men, you know, because all of a sudden, it's mm -hmm. funny to me, when I see these black feminazis out here who knock black men so much, but they'll do anything for that white man. What happens to be feminist, or, or are you against mm -hmm. your own? Call it for what it is. Mm -hmm. These women will sit up and, and just knock black men and go kiss the behind of the man who's benefiting from the system that is knocking the black man too. So you're going over, you stay over there with that mm -hmm. man. So when we say community, mm -hmm. it means you have something in common. You have something in common. Commune, community. We don't want to be around anybody we don't have anything in common with. Now, we're all not going to be monolithic mm -hmm. and the same. We understand that. We have individual traits and goals and aspirations. We understand that. But a common goal of survival, a common goal of wanting to have great hospitals and doctors, the common goal of wanting to have good schools with teachers that look like us, that can teach us a thing or two, where we don't have to be worried about mm -hmm. that funny look that we get because they're looking at us like monkeys. And mm -hmm. some of these educators will call our kids that, or they'll speak to us in a way mm -hmm. that that little kid can't decipher, but that teacher who is white or Jewish or whatever else is speaking to them in a way to short circuit their motivation to wanna to learn. So they kill us off early in our spirit and we walk out into the world and don't know what to do, don't know who we are. Why don't we do that? The, the people policing us, it shouldn't be overseas from somewhere else. We should have our black men- Integration. Yeah, but we should have our black men looking over things. Like I said on the prior podcast tonight, what happened to uh, 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 John Shaft? that type. What happened to the Muhammad mm -hmm. Ali's that we mm -hmm. knew? They may not have boxed, but they might have been the mailman. They might have been the milkman. They might have been uh, 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 anybody, you know? I mean, teacher, professor. You know, we, we, we saw this and had a sense of, of, of safety as children. But now we don't see any mm -hmm. men around. We have males around, men with penises, but that doesn't constitute a man. Mm -hmm. You could have a penis hanging down to your ankle. That doesn't mean that you are a man who has wisdom, who, who has the characteristics to want to secure his family and be there for them and build, and not just the family, but the extended family in the community. And I just finished telling Sister Hope, we recorded something earlier. We've got to give on male energy. It's needed now. You don't take the peanut butter when it runs out and says, well, I just have enough to put on one side of the sandwich, you take it and you spread it out. Because if you don't spread it out, you're going to bite in that bread and not taste any peanut butter. What good is that? Mm -hmm. So we got to spread our male energy mm -hmm. properly without the hidden agendas of, well, if I hang this ceiling fan for that 
for, for that big round booty woman over there. You know, I'm going over there 11 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night. I might get lucky. Uh-uh. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't even be thinking that. And again, if two consenting adults uh, uh, indulge in something, they agree upon, fine. But your initial, your initial thing as a man, as a black man in this world, is to fit in where you can. Don't drain yourself. Don't, don't weigh yourself down all the way now, but give a little extra. The pastors want us to tithe money in the church. Why can't we tithe our time and, and get in where we fit in? Community. That's right. Community. That's right. PTA is going to the PTA meetings, right? And this brother might be by himself mm -hmm. sitting at home. It might be it might be me. My wife might be sleeping and say, well, listen, go on down there with them. Just show up. And just say, hey, you know, mm -hmm. I, I'm their uncle, whatever. And let them mm -hmm. see that mm -hmm. there's concern there. Let them see that they're on the representation. Right. That, that, mm -hmm. that, that, that are, that's, that's not touched by this twisted system. Because when they see a man around, it's like having a cat in the house all of a sudden in a house that was infested with mice. Mm -hmm. Just the presence yep. of the cat. The mice know what time it is, they're gone. They ain't going to try it unless he's stupid. Advocate on behalf of those that I really haven't going to speak for them, the men in the community, whatever the case may be. It's almost like integration. They integrated our dollars, but they segregated us from, you know, from what was really good for us. You know, they, they wanted our money, but they didn't want us. And they didn't want, you know, they, they took certain people from our communities, like those people who would be that influence in the communities. And they segregated us as a people, but they integrated our dollars as a whole. And they took the good and left the bad, so to speak. And, you know, they were whitewashed, I guess you could say, to think that it was going to be better for them. But they took them over there to where they were and then to that power also. Because if you were, you know, a, a, a professor at a HBCU, you would teach whatever you want to teach. And, you know, you, you have freedom to teach, to teach in a way that was passionate and, and would help the kids, the students, whatever the case may be. But if you were a, a professor at Harvard somewhere, they don't tell you what to teach. They don't limit what you teach. But the black kids are going to come to your class because they think, oh, that, that's a black professor. He will give us the real facts, the real deal. But no, he's not. He's going to water it down even more so mm -hmm. for you because he mm -hmm. has to. So, you know, they, they knew what they were doing. And, um, it, it 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 has trickled down now, you know, to where our communities are, you know, battered and shattered. And, you know, the women are broken, the men are broken. And I don't care who you are, um, it could be uh, the Supreme Court Justice, uh, uh, Clarence Thomas, Mark Obama, or, you know, the, the hood drug dealer. At the end of the day, we're all the same color. You know, at the end of the day, don't 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 about you either. You know, when it comes down to it, but guess what? Take them clothes off. Take take them clothes off and and put them in some jeans and a t-shirt, whatever case may be, and put him in the hood right beside the the neighborhood drug dealer, and he'll blend right in with the rest of us. He's no different. YouTube must be a very torturous experience for a man like Clarence Thomas when he hears that cool word and how we become so much more aware. <laughs> and I know that we have a long way to go and there's a lot of rhetoric out there, but I know, you know, 
Look, let me tell you something. Coons are all over the place. It's a coon infestation in the black community. And I look forward to many thumbs down in this particular video when it goes up as a podcast or a YouTube video. But it's the truth. When you call out a coon, coons have unity. Because when nobody's around, they get together. And, and trust me, you call one out, all of them mad. Trust me. Let's take the coon test on these jobs in these streets. Places where we ha have to go back and deal with people mm -hmm. over and over again. You call one out for being a coon, that person will be mad. He'll call them up. He called you a coon. But nobody ever says, <laughs> I am a coon. But they know they're a coon. Isn't that something? They'll never say, listen, I'm standing yeah. up for coons. But they know they're coons. But they'll never say it. Coons move in silence. I hope it's not the silent majority. And they do. Yeah, and they compromise you. And they, they do. The mm -hmm. Massa on the job, the so-called boss man, that's a big term that, you know, no, no um, aware conscious black man feels comfortable calling a white man boss man. Just whip out the whip mm -hmm. and the backside. I'm calling you boss man. Mm -hmm. I'm a man. Mm -hmm. You're a man. We don't have to say it if mm -hmm. you are a man. I know I'm human. You might be humanoid. So I'm already ahead of you. Yeah. But if you're the employer. What you should say is my manager. Right, or manager. And I say yeah. it, you know, Not my boss. Manager. Right, right. No, no, you don't boss me. Yeah. When I get that check, you don't tell me what to do with that money. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, <laughs> ah, boss man. So I'm just giving up my manhood. Mm -hmm. uh, here's my shirt. Yeah. Boss, I'm lifting it up just with me. Tell me what you want me to do. Put your hand inside of me, meaning like, a, a hand in a puppet and just tell me what I need to do. I'm nobody's ventri ventriloquist dummy. And we need to walk like Because our sisters need us. They need us bad. Yeah, they, um, yeah, they, 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 there, there is something wrong with um, our mentality and it's almost like the higher up we get, the further away we get from our culture, our people and um our our foundation, you know. So the higher up we go, the um you know, they become polarized and, and, and they forget and, you know, I see it all the time, you know, um you know, kids, you know, they, they play together, you know, they you know and, and then they grow up and, you know, some some are given opportunities, you know. Some of them have you know chances, or whatever. And then there are some who are who don't have the same opportunities. And later in life, they, you know, their 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 roads part. That they split, or the case may be. And um, it's sad because there's nothing that that keeps them united. Because it's like the ones that make it have no sense of coming back to help those who didn't make it. You know, somewhere yeah. they somewhere along along the way they lose it. They they lose that, that connection to their community, to to that struggle that they were fortunate to make it, you know, you know, to, to overcome. And they forget about those who 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 weren't as fortunate or who didn't have opportunities or, you know, chances to, to um, advance. And they move out of the, out of the neighborhoods and they move up into you know places where they're untouchable or where they want to forget it, and you know, so those people who would be the influence or who would be the ones who would help 
those who can't make it. They're not looking back. They're not trying to come back. But then you'll see them on a platform, a political platform, and then they're coming back. <laughs> they want your support. And, you know, say, okay, well, where have you been? But, you know, we'll do, we'll, we'll you know, I remember you from so-and-so. Yeah, we went to high school together. We, you know, we did this and we, we did that. And we'll, you know, support their cause and, you know, get them elected or, or get them voted in the office and then where they go again. That's right. So, Let them go, but don't, don't, they better not they come back. They use this too. Yeah, but they better not come back. Let them go. If it's only five of us, if it's only 10 families, let the like-minded people who understand move. Let them do what they have to do. Let them build. You can start with, with a little. You can And see, this is going to take total trust with us. You see, those who are really with it, we're, we're going to have to get together and I'm speaking symbolically now, but I really mean it that it's, it has to happen this way. What if you have five families or 10 families that are struggling, but they're making ends meet? They have, a, they have some things, I don't mean just material possessions, but if you redo your finances, you have enough to put something aside. So what if we got 10 families who are strong-minded, and they believed in community, that they believed that we need to leave this system. We believed this and we took our assets and liquefied them, right? And per put them together and went somewhere and purchased some land in a different country. And, and we pulled together our, our skills. And slowly but surely, we, we accept people to come in. And I'm not on some old Jim Jones stuff. I'm talking about survival. We don't need to be scared of getting together with each other. But the minute I speak this way, oh man, you try to start a cult. Oh man, you trying to start something, you be the leader. No, uh, -uh. I might be a visionary, but I'm nobody's leader. Mm -hmm. I'm a brother who will walk aside with you and we make decisions to make things better for the whole. Yeah. Better, better for the whole. Take our ego out of it. And that's another thing. Anybody who gets down with us has to get rid of their ego. I can't be above shining your shoes or picking the lint out your hair or throwing you a couple dollars if you're short. Or doing a favor, mm -hmm. I'm free. You ain't got no gas. If I, if I can't give you the gas and my tank is full, I got to take you. We got to start looking to get in where we fit in and, and, and boost each other up. And on the flip side, not look to take advantage of any of that. And then we can grow. We can be a community living here as we are now, but have an allegiance with others. That when we go to the supermarket or the markets or the farmer's market, we get together and pool our money and buy more and have a better negotiating power. Why do we have to be in a job to get better insurance? Because, you know, it's cheaper when you're on a job. Well, why don't we get 500 of us together and step to an insurance company and say, listen, we can't pay what you want individually, but collectively we need this. It's as simple as that. Why can't 100 of us or 50 of us step to the gas company? I mean, we're here now, so we got to deal with these things. We need to be out in the woods somewhere doing our own thing anyway. But why can't 100 of us say, you know what? We want a special rate. We're coming at you, 100 of us. We want to know what you, how you can help us break this down. Gym memberships, all this and all that. But is the pastor going to tell you who he wants all that money for himself? The politicians not going to tell you, but they're supposed to be the leaders. They're supposed to lead you into a better life. They promise you all of this stuff, and they give you nothing. Promise the world and give you nothing. 
And our sisters should not be falling for this because enough brothers have promised in the world the wayward brothers amongst us, not all of us, and mm -hmm. given them nothing. But see, they do it every four yeah, years, every two years. So I'm not going out like that at this yeah. age. I'm over 50 years old. I was 55, five years ago, five and a half years. Five, yeah, but over five years ago, I turned 50. What am I waiting for? I hope to live about 500 years or so. We know that, right? But uh, I'm not going out like that. I'm talking more. I'm going to do more. I have to be more. Look, I've been blessed to be here this long. Whatever I see to do, I must do. I cannot wait. Oh, one day, and if we elect and vote this person in, vote? What are you doing for yourself? How are you going to be a person about, yeah, man, you need to vote. Hey, you, because the leader that we, we voted will make things different for us. Well, push your fat ass away from the dinner table when you're eating on that hog. Right? You don't need a leader for that. You don't need your life. Stop beating your woman. You need a politician to tell you, get up and, 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 and hold it down. And if you need another job, get another job. You need a leader to make that decision. You are a man. You're a problem solver. That's what a man is. But they have us believing that we're not that anymore. And so we have to bring our burdens and our woes to the feet of the white man. And he'll work it out for us. Huh? Ain't that something? Yeah, because we, you know, but again, it, but, you know, it, it starts at a, at a basic level. It starts at, it starts in our communities. You know, we got to learn how to work things out, you know, amongst yeah. ourselves, yes. you know, in our families, in our lives, you know, relationships, you know, children, you know, family members. We have to learn how to work things out there first. Until then, we're going to keep on going to what child support court, you know, uh, uh, family court to anyway? get visitation for our families and all that because we can't work things out amongst ourselves. So we have to go there. We have to let them solve our problems. Right, you know, and then it just, we give them that control and power, though, you know, in, in the school system. Whenever our kids are misbehaving, we let the teachers and counselors tell us what they want to tell us about our kids. You know, we don't solve it. We let them figure out what, what the problem is. We let them diagnose our children. Exactly. What we need to do is detox from all of their foolishness, their schools, everything, and start anew. And I know it's not going to be something you can say and do overnight, but we, can, we can't support this thing no more because it's killing us. And there's nothing in it for us to, to heal us. Any, look, any healthy situation, look at your human body. You put down the right foods, you get the right rest, you live the right life, you think the right thoughts, you treat your fellow man the right way. Self-healing. Do you know how to heal a cut? None of us do. We get that Band-Aid, we clean it up, we put a little peroxide on it, wash it out, dry it, and we cover it. And we let nature take its course. Any healthy situation is self-healing. We don't know how to grow stuff. We know how to put that seed in the proper conditions to allow it to grow. But we don't, we don't manifest inside that seed. We know how it works, but we didn't create that, right? But we just have to keep things in the proper condition. Black people in a Eurocentric society are not ever gonna thrive. Not ever gonna thrive. You think all the Asians in Chinatown or you know, even if it's Korean and Japanese and, and, and uh, 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 all the Asians over there, they say, you know what? Eh, 
we need to just break this situation down, break down our community and our stores that we support and go merge with somebody else. How's that going to look? They'll be all messed up, mentally mm-hmm. sick. You'll be mentally sick. You can't feed me dog yeah, food. Yeah. It's expect, expect me to, to thrive. Right? You, I mean, you got to keep us in the conditions yeah. that will help us to thrive. And these so-called leaders are leading us out of that. I'm a separatist, and I say it. I can work along with folks in different communities, different cultures, but I am a separatist. I don't want uh, a white supremacy sneezing in my face. After a while, I would be sick now, wouldn't I? I'm not going to adopt that mindset. And there are many white folks who follow what we do here on Landscurve. And they know I'm not hateful toward anybody. And we have a lot in common as human beings. But I'm not going to sit here and lie and say that I should not build for, for my people. You have a system that benefits your people. And everybody else who comes here. You don't get mad and say, oh, those families are racist because they support their own store. They have Chinatown. They have the little Jewish neighborhoods. Every go, they have neighborhoods where they've come. And it's almost like they they don't assimilate, you know, in in, in the United States. They stay separate. And they adhere to their culture and their way of doing things. I mean, I think it's in New York, in New York City where, you know, the Jewish, you know, they, 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 um, they have a lock on the real estate where only certain people can move into their community. You know, whether you, I think they said what they did was they would take um, that, like, like the poor or like the so-called ghetto Jewish girl and they would allow her to move into like, you know, the Jewish neighborhood where you have upscale people and they would influence her to become better. There you go. Why can't we run away? Exactly. So, but that, but that way, they they train their own. They yeah. they, they help their own. Look, you got, you you out of line with that. Bring you over here where, where, so we teach her how she's supposed to behave and how she's supposed to act. But see, we won't do that. We can get our neighborhood, and we don't want nobody nobody even looking like they're crazy coming moving toward us. But the Jewish, they bring them to to where they where they need to be, where they can be influenced by someone you know that that them the culture and help them along the way to become a better person. But we're not going to do that. But, but I, I read an article was talking about how the Jewish did that. They, they took Section 8 and HUD housing, but they, but, but they took it in the upscale neighborhoods, and, and it was like far and few in between. They didn't like cluster them together. They put them amongst the community where they would learn, learn the way of the Jewish culture. This is how we behave. This is how we present, present ourselves. This is what we do. Not what you're doing. So mm-hmm. they do it. You have Chinatown, you have Little India, you have all, all these places. But you, mm-hmm. but, but our place is called the ghetto. Right. Trust me. Yeah, you were you were on, 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 on your Black World, weren't you? Like some um, what, Black dot com back in the day, Black Town or something. Oh, Black Planet. Yeah. 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 And, okay. Yeah, I, I'm still there, but they changed it around. And the original page that I had, which was just my last name of Skirvin, it got to uh, I got to about mm. 52,000 followers there. And again, I, I have to say the word that it is, but I don't think I'm some person that deserves, or, oh, you follow me. No, 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 I'm not asking you to do that. But um, <laughs> I killed that page because it was um, so much decadence. It, it, it turned into a Big booty call thing. Black Planet back in the day was really had a lot of high quality people, 
And um, I wonder mm -hmm. where many of them went. I know many passed away. I know many just got sick and tired of what it turned into, but it was really something. Mm -hmm. We had the craziness back then. You know, people were inboxing people. Oh, you think you're cute and all this stuff. But it was cool. Yeah. It was nice. It was really, really nice. And I, I don't understand how they don't get credit for being that social media platform that was one of the earlier ones that, you know, you, we have a Facebook, but you could instant message on Black Planet mm -hmm. back, in the, back in the 90s. Mm -hmm. you, had a, you had a profile, yeah. you, had, you had inboxes, you had the group rooms, and you had a, a chat room. Mm -hmm. you know, I'm like, wait a second, why is Facebook getting all this credit for something that was already done by us? I don't understand it. Yeah, because I was on. Yeah, I was on there. I, yeah, I was on um, I was on BlackPlanet.com. Yeah, so I know how it was. I mean, it, it was nice. It was intellectual, good conversations, good topics. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't even like Facebook or any of those that they have today. Mm -hmm. There was like a code, an unwritten code, code of conduct. Right. Exactly. Exactly. It was just so different then, but. Now they control the algorithms and they control how far out your stuff goes. Um, you can't vibe like that. I mean, 352,000 followers and, and I don't need followers, but why is it so hard to get so many hits and connect with people now? Because they own the platform. So this is why we have to get to know each other, you know, uh, if not face to face, just, you know, the ones we can trust and build that community. Email addresses don't depend on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and YouTube, because once they snatch that or decide to delete you and block you, you know, mm -hmm. tag you mm -hmm. on that, it, you, you toast. What did you gain from mm -hmm. it? You know, so the independent platform yeah. is where it's at. You must always have your own site, always have the things that you control, that you pay for, that they can't come in and dictate. And they can still mess with you to a point, but have your own. System. Yeah, you have to have your own, and, and, and we have to like be more um, interpersonal and like you know get out there and meet and greet and know know um, safely know those who are like minded know know where our help is you know know where you know where those where, where those are who we, we can go to you know we can count on you know we can I mean because. Um, we don't have it. I mean, we're scattered, you know, and, and we do need to have a, um, I guess, a meeting place, so to speak. Exactly. <laughs> a place to come together because we're scattered. We're here, but we're just scattered, you know, all over, you know, because we're scattered people right now. Right. We're, we're just scattered people right now. One thing about social media that um, one of the byproducts of on a negative level is that we, we, we kind of lose our perception of time and what must be done at this particular time. Um, time is flying and it's amazing mm -hmm. to see how long I've been on there personally and how fast the time went. It's like this stuff gets in your brain and alters your senses. You're in an altered state. I'm not saying I'm zombified, but I have been affected. But at the same time, I keep mm -hmm. my hands So, it, it, you know, listen, you know, the coal mine is new. Listen, there's good money in there. I'm going to go in every day and work. But the bottom line is I might come up with lung cancer. You know what I mean? So that's mm -hmm. just the way it is. So I'm not saying there's anything bad like that. All I'm saying is that you can't go into the fiery furnace and not feel the heat. And you just mm -hmm. might get burned. Mm -hmm. But in getting burned, what are you gaining? What, how are you elevating yourself? What are you doing? How are you joining people together? Is it an ego rush or ego yeah. game? Or just going for hits mm -hmm. and all? Yeah, I'm not wasting my time for this foolishness like that. It's got to be something concrete behind it. 
Mm-hmm. Everything is surface. I mean, the the um, social media intelligence. You know, people like like winging it or hearing some social media or reading, and then they go repeat it, and they don't even know the the real the real meaning behind exactly. what they're talking about. But they just like get a little bit of here and a little bit of there, hit and miss, and then they. Uh, yeah, that 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 bothers me also. And I hear people talking. The more they talk, the more you realize they know what they're talking about. And this straight social media, you know, intellect that they're coming at you with. And I got a guy who gets on my bus and like he like memorizes YouTube videos, and he comes and he knows you know he knows what I do and everything like that. But he's more more trying to impress the people, the passengers on the bus, especially the young ladies. So he'll look around. Mm-hmm. And, Mm-hmm. Them over there looking pretty with the legs out. Okay, there's one over there. So, oh yeah, uh, 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 Lance. Um, did you hear about so and so? And they'll start saying something. <laughs> and I think, uh-huh. him, and I'll ask him a question about it. He'll uh, uh because he, he's just spitting back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mhm. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, social media intellect. Yeah, <laughs> they're they're alive. Them. Keyboard revolutionaries. You talk, yeah, 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 yeah. You talk long enough, and and, and you will see down. No, nothing they talking about. Haven't read the first mm-hmm. book, but the first newspaper, or done anything about it. Right. You know, oh, no real oh, background oh, about it. With a million dollar contract, they're out. Trust me. Ninety-nine percent of them. They're just frustrated because the white yeah. man gave them a hug. They wanted that hug from the sky, daddy too. But they want that they, look. Yeah. So many black people. And a lot of white folks know this. They're waiting for a group of white people to show up at their door. Ding dong. Mama, there's a bunch of white people out there. Well, can't be doing anything bad. Open the door. And you go out there and they say, okay, like your name, Lisa, right? Lisa, we're sorry. We've abused you on these jobs. We taught you the wrong things in school. We, we turned our nose to you. We were racist to you. We're finally accepting you. We, we just want to show you love. We want to hug you and bring you into our, co- into our communities. We want to pay you mm. more. We want to give you this. Trust mm. me, mo- most of these coons out here, they'd break down crying. Thank you. Thank you. I waited for this all my life. I knew you'd come around. <laughs> and raise I held on. I held on. Oh no, we won't be doing right in the house. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they have the peripheral yeah. vision in their heart, in the back of their mind. They're waiting for that. And I'm they saying, don't, don't wait for it. Start, don't wait for the bus that's never coming. Start walking. Mm-hmm. Now, you still got that. Then you want to turn around every now and then. Go ahead and do it, but keep them feet moving. It's crazy. It ain't coming. Kanye West found that out, didn't he? Yeah, there you go. There you go. Kanye found that out. And so many more. Yeah, man, 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 what are you talking about? Oh, I didn't, I, they tricked me into seeing all that stuff. Mm-hmm. They rang his doorbell. He's a trick anyway. Who he married. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. Excellent <laughs> point, yeah. He's a perpetual trick. Yeah. Every time he goes home to that 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 pass around, trust me, it's a perpetual trick. But he, in so many words, admitted to that. You know, him being a porn addict. You know what I mean. So, I guess he wanted mm-hmm, it to come out. Mm-hmm. You know? Especially since there's so many yeah. movies with her servicing so many of uh, uh, 
so many different stars and athletes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but, but but he's waiting for that doorbell, and he got it. And, and now he's on, on what a uh, uh, mental mental illness medications, uh, with narcotic mm-hmm. drugs, and everything else now. He's swollen looking, and, and and his eyes, the eyes tell a lot about a person. I mean, if your eyes yeah. are intense and you're focused and you're about what you're doing, an animal can see that if, that, that has the intention of biting you, you'll stop him in his tracks. Trust me. Trust me. Mm-hmm. That's just the way it is. Instinct. But look at his yeah, That Negro's gone. Trust me. Yeah, he's yeah he yeah he's a goner. He's a goner, and um. Like you said, that there's some men that are waiting for that red doorbell to ring, and you know that apology to come. But they're not going to give it to us. They're not. They're not going to. They'll never admit it. They'll never admit it. But but the thing about it is crazy because like a black woman, like I, I was looking at TV and I saw, and there were um um you know the white woman was on TV. She had like some real tight jeans, and you know they like zoomed in on her little behind or whatever. And it's amazing because, like, you know, a black woman, you know, with her tips and her lips and all that, you know, it, it, it's like, it, it's erotic. It, it, it's hypnotic. You know what I'm saying? It's captivating. You know, we are, black women, we are that. And so now white women, now they're trying to emulate and, and become that, which, which they hated so much. And now they're trying to, you know, become that. They don't come out the box with that. And, so, and not, not only just that, but... It's, it's the black woman's spirituality. Even if she's not vibrating mm-hmm. on the highest frequency, she still has mm-hmm. a spiritual propensity. It's almost like a stereo set, a receiver, right? Piece of equipment that's high end. And it has many, many jacks in the back where you can connect all these wires to all of these different components, the cassette deck. Oops, I'm telling mm-hmm. my age, right? The mm-hmm. CD player, um, everything else. <laughs> I remember. Input, output, and all that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Even if she's not vibrating at the full frequency and she doesn't have the extra wires to show you what she can do, she has the potential to unleash that forevermore because she came out the box like that. You see, and these other women, mm-hmm. they're envious of that. So when they see a sexy Black woman, we also have to decide what is sexy. Because what's sexy to somebody else is a fetish to another person, right? Or, or, or abnormal or whatever. But but that that earthy essence, mm-hmm. warmth, soul. Of a black woman. Fertility. This mystery, the darkness. Nurturing. Mm-hmm. Nurturing, Nurturing, love, warmth. That mother. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's all in, in a black woman. That's right. We bring that. We bring that. And that's the look. Why no. do you think that? Why do you think that during slavery times they had no problem with that black woman nursing that white child on her breast? Mm-hmm. None. That, that Over, but they were animals. Remember that? Animal. Of course, but that black fat, that mm-hmm. black woman, the black family. I mean, the black people held that family together, even though they were taking things that they shouldn't take. You understand? The black woman was cooking the food, mm-hmm. nursing the kid, mm-hmm. washing them up, mm-hmm. getting them ready for school, cleaning the, the clothes and washing Absolutely. them the brown streaks out the slave master's underwear. 
giving advice to the woman. And that's and why she treat her husband because she knew well. And that's why whenever they um yeah, and, and that's why uh, um once they had um emancipation, all the white people were starting to die. They couldn't survive. They know how to wash clothes, cook food. They know how to do anything, and they were dying off. Well, like and I that's said. whenever you had the um the land grant came, the land grant schools came into play for them. And mm-hmm. it was number home economic classes, teaching them how to cook, clean, sew, you know, those things like them, things that we already knew how to do. But when we left the plantation, they were lost. That's right. Dying, starving, lost their damn minds. <laughs> that's why we that's why we have the perpetual <laughs> Oprah Winfrey slot in society because Oprah Winfrey is America's favorite mammy. If you really look at it, she started out in the black mm-hmm. community, but now mm-hmm. she opens the white the white women and 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 she's the soul. She's the in-house go-to black soul of of many white households, mm-hmm. like magazines and shows and different things. And she doesn't represent us anymore. She's giving it away. She's prostituting that to mm-hmm. them to gain. And like I said before, that yeah. black woman knew how to give advice to that white woman on how to treat her husband because that white slave master more than more than likely was knocking on her door, just even going on in the barge in to satisfy mm-hmm. his lust. Mhm, mhm. So when the white woman yeah. looked at her, and even she, even to that, you know exactly what to say and what to do because she mm-hmm. was her. That's right. Mm-hmm. Crazy. It's crazy how things trickle down. And we still that. That's still in us, and, and, and it's so crazy because that's that at the at the core of every black woman. I don't care what you are there doing, even the ones out there who just have lost their way. That's still who they are. That's still who they are. Mm-hmm. I mean, because it's innate. It's born in us. We are, we're, we're nurturers. <laughs> we're caretakers. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. We, we, that's who we are. And, and, and the same with black men. The same with black men. It's in them. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's in them to be that man, to be the right. provider, the protector. It's in them. But if they don't see it, if they don't understand, I mean, if they don't know, it's gonna. I, I think it torments them their whole life because they know something's not right. Something's not right about them, <laughs> and it torments them. You're right. Even when they're uh, effeminate, it, it tears at them. Because you're not gonna be all you can mm-hmm. be in that state of mind. And people want to be politically correct and all. No, no, no. That's that's just the way it is. It's just mm-hmm. the way it is. And they're so disconnected. And I really, and I really believe. Yeah. But 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 there's a calling them, and they feel that they sense that. And that's mm-hmm. the problem. A lot of them go to prison and come out like made men, because right. they've had the time away from you know away from all the chaos and all the voices and all the whatever. They've had time by themselves, and they and they meet themselves in prison one on one, and they find out who they really are. Mm-hmm. And and they come out ready to make a difference. They come out. But then they come out, and then they're up against society. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it, it's it's hard, but a lot of them find themselves when they're by themselves, and they can get to know themselves, mm-hmm. and they find their true person. Because it's in them. I, I, I mean, every black man, it, it's in them. But, you know, we're socially, we're socially engineered to display certain behaviors and to do certain things, and, you know, we lose our way. Right. And we don't have those influences anymore in the, in the communities that help us. We, unlike the Jews, we don't bring our 
our loved ones, you know, in the fold of those who, you know, who understand, know the way. We're we, we going to bring them and wrap arms around them and show them the way. We shun them. We move away from them. And so they're lost. They're, they're forever lost until they can, you know, until they do something and they find themselves by themselves, you know, away from everyone else, away from the chaos, and, and they find their peace in that place. And they find yeah. themselves. So, But they come out to what? The same, you know, dysfunction, whatever they drove them there, you know, in the you know in the beginning. But it's in them, and, and like you said, we have to find that that common place, that meeting ground. That's not social media, but that one-on-one, that community, where it is what it is. It's it's real. It's love. It's genuine. And I got your back. You right. know, I'm looking out for my sisters. That's looking out for their brothers. And we're doing what we need to do as a community. We don't have a leader. You know, we just walking in sync, you know? There you go. Doing the same thing. Walking I together. I don't see the birds up in the sky saying the pigeons are flying formation saying we need a leader. One might take the lead position, but it's interchangeable. Like like professional cyclists mm-hmm. who one might be in the front mm-hmm. and the one, the one who's behind him in second place might be the eventual winner, but he's riding off of the wind being cut in front of him. See, so we interchange, mm-hmm. but we all need each other. It's not for us to follow any one person, yeah. but we all need to need each other. And that's the answer there, yeah. you know, for the night. But, but listen, we got to do this again. Well, you take care. and um, yes. Yeah. You have my number. Just give me a call. Tell um, Mrs. Curve. I said hello. Definitely. You, know, you guys are my love. And, Thank you so much. All that good stuff. And um, we'll talk again. I appreciate you. And, and thanks for this moment. All right. We shared the, the chop of the issues. <laughs> I love it. We'll talk to you next time, sweetheart. <laughs> All right? All Thank right. You. Have a good one. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Make sure to check out the boldest blog at landscurve.com and follow Scurve on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube under Lance Scurve.